Hello! Welcome to episode one of the Pace Pals podcast, which is a speedrunner's podcast. I have my guest here today, Jess. Hello. Um, this is the first episode, so I hope you guys enjoy uh, the content, and we're going to get uh, right into it. So Jess, if you want to introduce yourself real quick. Sure. Um... Obviously, I'm I'm Jess. I'm mainly a Majora's Mask speedrunner. Um, I've been speedrunning it since about like October 2018, and I'm still playing it to this day, though sometimes inconsistently, but still trying to keep at it. You know what? And that is perfectly fine. So, uh, what? Do you want anything you want to, like a specific topic you want to start off with, or do you want to just go down the list? Um, you can just start throwing out topics or questions in any order, okay. I don't mind. Um, so, what inspired you to start speedrunning, and how did you like get introduced to it? Um, kind of like the root was, like, Majora's Mask was always my favorite game as a kid. I didn't discover speedrunning for a while, though. I think around, like, mid to late 2017, I found ZFG on YouTube somehow. He was playing OOT. Um, and eventually I found, like, an op stream Trev and Pope Squidward. And there was a point in, like, mid-2018 I tried to learn the game, but I gave up because the tricks were too hard, but I came back, like, that summer, early fall, and I ended up Ended up sticking to it and learning all masks. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much the, the same way. Um, I, you know, I was a speedrunner for a little bit. Uh, you actually inspired me a little bit to start the glitch list, but I came up, uh, watching like, Pope Squidward at first, uh, ZFG, and, and Op, and all that. But you were the one that actually inspired me to start speedrunning uh, any percent glitchless. You and um, Feely, uh, another another um, speed MM speedrunner. So, um, another question is, can you walk us through your thought process when you're trying to optimize a speedrun um i think i think um when i was like maybe in like 2020 or 2021 when i was like really trying to get better and like save the frames that like trevor and op were saving over me in glitchless um kind of the first thing i did was i i like i, I got footage and i would just like slap it in like a video editing software and just like see where I was losing time exactly and try to improve that. And these days when I'm just like comparing to myself, I'll, I'll just like watch back what I did and try to think about like maybe how I can like do some movement tighter or like maybe route something differently. But a lot of it is like just trying to see what other people do better or trying to like critically analyze what I could do better myself. And and a lot of it is just like it's just time and practice and all that as well, right? Yep. 
and like just a lot of watching people that's like that's one of my biggest tips is like watch people or ask questions and just try to pick up on on what on what kind of strats or movement that people do okay um what do you think the heart in your category that you run what do you think the hardest either section or trick i would say i'm not running glitches any percent right now but that's kind of like my main category so i'll say for that category it's definitely the the alien segment or great bay temple aliens because um that's that segment is in game time based so you can play it pretty tight to where you have like very little room for mistakes and if you make a mistake it runs either dead at the top level or you have to like play the inverted song of time to make it to aliens and it's a rather long segment in the route i ran and gbt isn't in game time based but it's just a lot of hard tricks and movement back to back like the whole dungeon yeah, I think mine was uh it was in Great Bay Temple as well. It's that one um water room with the water wheel. And because it's a uh, Japanese exclusive, um when you freeze the the waterfall, I think you I don't know if you know what room I'm talking about. Yeah, but it, yeah. It the the platform doesn't, you know, automatically, you know, go flat or anything in the English yeah, version. Yeah, like it does in English. Yeah. Japanese, it's a lot harder because you have to time it correctly, right? Um, but actually yep. I think I think it's just a movement type for that room in uh Japanese, right? Yep. Yeah, on um on the Japanese version you just or like on English too, but like the strat is to just like like die, Zora dive out of the water and jump slash onto the 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 moving like paddle or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that I could not, I could not do that for the life of me. It was. I remember it when was I, too hard. I remember when I first started glitch with any percent in twenty nineteen. I probably had like three, two or three PBs where I like I tried it and I didn't get it. And the the, the and the very first run I got it, I like like popped off like super hard. And, like, eventually I just did it enough to where it was just, like, second nature. But, yeah, I definitely was not able to get it at first either. And that's that's where, you know, practice and all that comes in. And, like, testing things and so on and so forth. Like, you're not going to be good at it to begin with. But if you try, try again, sooner or later it will become muscle memory. You'll, you'll understand certain, like, um, you know uh details and like stuff like that you know and that's what that's what a lot of a lot of speedrunners focus on right now is that they probably have for setting up a, a trick or a glitch or something they have certain designs that you know textures that they look at in the game uh and that helps them you know yeah yeah so. I, I would i guess like mentioning that i think i think another point in like optimization is trying to understand like all the variables in like a a trick or movement and also like just trying to make it as easy like just try to make it as easy for yourself as possible like if you're doing a hard stretch try, try to find like a visual cue or audio cue or just like anything yeah exactly um so how how would you approach uh learning a new uh speedrun and what is the the resources that you would have you would have to reply on 
or rely on? Um, I've actually messed with Mario 64 a little bit, like, a couple months ago. Um, I would say, like, that game has really good resources. Like, they have a whole, like, wiki with, like, literally everything on it. Um, my, my methodology was just, like, go going through the run in order and doing, like... Let's say like a Lakitu skip. Like I just keep grinding Lakitu skip until I like get it once or get it a few times, and then I move on just to kind of like start to build that consistency early. Enough, and enough like, to enough to get that muscle memory like building, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I would also like try a few like hard methods of like Lakitu skip, but if I couldn't get them, I would just do easier ones since I'm not familiar with the game. But yeah, it's like. It's definitely like a lot of just grinding tricks, like in the order of the run, just to just for, just to build that early muscle memory, just have good practice habits. Okay, and um, and what what uh, what console do you usually do these runs on? Like uh, actual Majora's hardware, Mask. like actual hardware, or did you use like emulator or something to start off with? Um, for Majora's Mask, I started on the Wii Virtual Console because I've kind of just always had the Wii Virtual Console version like ever since it came out and that's the, the most common version that's ran so it just worked out that way. Okay. Um, so how do you balance speed and precision, uh, precision in your runs? And like what challenges do you face in doing so? Um, I think a lot of my strat choices like some of it definitely comes down to like how long the category is and then some of it will also come down to how consistent i feel on a trick like if there's if there's like a small time save that there's basically no risk going for like very little risk i'm like never gonna not do those basically um but yeah a lot of it just depends on the length of the run and just how consistent I feel um I I definitely sometimes do struggle with like trying to do trying to like w like wanting to do like all the hard stuff and like so, so, there there are times where I like dial back like a strat or two just cuz like trying to go for everything and it's a little bit hard sometimes Okay um do you have any questions for me as of right now um, I'm I guess I'm curious because I don't I haven't asked like a lot of new newer like MM runners about this, but I'm curious like how you approach like learning and practicing the game. Um, so for me, it was a lot of watching. Um, I I'm a like a visual learner. Uh, when it when it comes to anything, like even in like real world life or anything like that, I'm a uh a visual learner um like i can i can pick up the movement a little bit faster if i watch someone do it um and that's why like a lot of speedrunners i i like it when a lot of speedrunners have like the controller on their on their screen yeah, or or they um talk about movement a little bit um like alinkus uh who is a wind waker speedrunner he he does a he does a lot of YouTube videos um, explaining and 
going over how he does manual super swim um and like he goes over all the controls what frame he looks at the audio cue uh so on and so forth so that's how that's how i do it and i do it i watch a lot of um i watched uh you a lot uh uh feely and pope squidward um you know watching watching you three and how certain glitches or movement uh and so on and so forth like that uh but for me i run it on emulator because i do not have the wii virtual console so i'm i'm currently stuck on emulator but hopefully one day i will be able to be on uh wii vc and you know learn a little bit more but yeah that's that's pretty much how i go look towards it is just seeing and hearing how the streamer you know explains the the controls the movement and so on and so forth yeah i'm definitely also like pretty visual like even though i've been playing the game mm for so long like i still really like it when people have like input display for like a strat or something i'm trying to learn like even though i've been playing for years it's still very helpful to me when there's an input display and for me as like a not as like a full-time speedrunner but like i also want like watching other people's perspectives you know or like first time playing the game or first time you know speedrunning it or anything i like seeing their perspectives because a lot of things it's just like how real, real world life is like an extra pair of eyes don't hurt you know and yeah you know seeing someone else learn the game or watching their playthrough or something it helps you learn and uh you could be like oh maybe that like they do something that's a little bit faster than what you do in like the speed run or something so you could you could try to like into uh you know put that into the speed run see if you can um go a little bit faster and so on and so forth so that's what i like uh about like speedrunning and just regular casual gameplay as well you know yeah um what is what are some of the most memorable moments you've experienced while speedrunning um like definitely like early on when i would learn like basically any trick it always just felt super good and like in more recent times there are like a few pbs that stuck out like my first sub sub 230 and all masks i got back in like may 2019 definitely not a good time now but i was like at a level where that was like a really good time for me and my 240 and glitchless is still like by far my best speed run and one that i probably like won't top for a while um mine what is mine like I I only ran it for I think MM for like a couple months. Um I think my my most memorable one was when I f finally started playing on the Japanese version and I uh was a I think it was either one or two cycle phase 3 Majora and then that and like the final the final hit. I think that was so like awesome in my in my mind like i went i went nuts <laughs> yeah i i think i think majora is like actually like 
even in glitchless where you have more hearts and like power cards stab it, it, it's it's still it's still tough when you're when you're starting out and like even as a top player like it has some rng to it like if you're trying to like kill wrath fast just shoot wrath immediately like you can get hit by like a remains orb or it can push you back and stuff it's yeah it's, it's a little bit tricky um what what are what is your favorite dungeon or or side dungeons like the part leading up to the dungeon you have any favorites um actually like from a from a speedrunning perspective i i i really like uh the egg collecting in pirate fortress and like in glitchless um pinnacle rock not so much but i i do really like pirate fortress um now is it just because like the movement or yeah yeah mostly because mostly because of the of the movement i would say okay um I think for me, I think it would be, uh, I think it would be Woodfall Temple Part One and Part Two, um, especially if like you're still learning on it, um, in the the glitches any percent. So and early on, you get you get the bow and then you warp out and then you come back and finish the dungeon later. So that's what I'm talking about, Part One and Part Two. I feel yeah. like those those parts are just very fluid. I love the music in there. Um, and then I would have to say um, Iconic Canyon as well. Like, I like the movement there. Um, and just, like, it's just so funny. Watching and playing uh, and fighting the, uh, the boss there as Deku as Deku Link because you just do so much damage. Yeah. Uh yeah. Apparently, apparently those bubbles do like great fairy swords slash damage or something. Yeah, I I once I was told that, I think I did it I did my next run um as Deku and like I saved so much time. It, I guess we were talking about like the dungeons themselves like definitely has to be great bay temple for me great bay great bay is I, uh very interesting i've heard a lot that from is and this is just growing up from playing the games over the year is that the great bay temple was water temples like ocarina times water temples like big brother <laughs> in in like the yeah. difficult uh, in how difficult it was Um, what in in a speed run? What is like your? How do I? How do I? What is your? I think I already asked this, but I'm not one hundred percent sure. What is your like your least favorite part in a speed run? Uh, I'm not sure if like, we already went over this or not. No. Okay. Yes, about like favorite part. Um, I guess like MM as a whole. Um, definitely like first cycle. Um, I think glitchless any percent or just glitchless in general. Also, like compared to other categories, as like a slower beginning. 
because like let's say like 100% NMG, you like get done with first cycle, you you go and buy your bomb bag and shoes. You're already like doing hidden owl hover. You're doing Piat Grotto alternate exit. You're doing palace strats. Like it's just out of the gate immediately. But gl glitchless, you gotta do like all the stuff in the woods, and then it gets going when you get to like Deku Palace and and the Woodfall Temple. There is a there is a couple parts that I did not like on how uh, the Japanese version ran. Um, uh, one of them was in after first cycle when you were you hit Majora uh, with the bubble and you get the ocarina. You learn the song and then you come back. Uh, you replay the song and then it has you pull out the ocarina again. I waited. Yeah. That was it. Was like it was a second or something, but I was like, I was not expecting that. Um, so it was like it took me a second to realize. Oh, I have to play, you know, pull out the ocarina again because like in English, it just it automatically you know pulls it out. You know, um, another was the boss fight of Twin Mold, like just trying to shoot it with the the bow and arrow is like that is that is so hard i actually had yeah. i think it was my first or second run that uh it was so bad i had to reset time back to uh first cycle go through the entire dungeon again fight twin mold and then fast forward time until i can get to majora yeah, I, I think in, like, if there's one thing that's true amongst, like, basically every MM category that has Twin Mold is that it's, it's the worst boss fight. At least in my opinion. Or, like, the, the just, like, the, the hardest one to do consistently fast. I think the, I think I don't, I don't like the, the mini boss on the inverted stone tower where you get uh, the boss key. I forgot, I think it's yeah. the Gomez or something. Yeah, I do not like that boss. <laughs> I think I died like a, a couple times. Even in like a casual playthrough, I think I died a couple times to, to that boss. Uh, how do you handle nerves and pressure during a run? Especially when you're attempting world record or when you were like close and know you can get world record or like you're on a world record run um i think like a lot of it i think the most nervous i've ever been was when i was entering great bay temple in my current glitchless pb i i, I think the big thing i had to keep in mind was like i i can i can afford time loss and still reach my gold time. I think also some of it is like eventually you do enough runs and you're on and you're on the pace you want, like kind of deep into the run. And like eventually that eventually that that kind of like settles nerves a little bit once you've like experienced that a lot. But it's still really hard to control. Like I, I, I pretty much always end up losing time when I'm really nervous like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not someone who can control it like super well. I just have to hope that I do it as best as possible. Yeah, because like when you get when you get nervous or anything, your mind you know starts racing. You're trying to think of multiple. This this is how like I I 
took it is like because obviously i've done a little bit of speedruns but it's like when you're ahead and you see that oh you're either even if it's just a pb or anything it can get like this but your your hands start getting sweaty you're you're thinking million miles per hour you know you're trying to you know do steps way way in advance and that's when like that kicks in when that kicks in that's when you start making mistakes because you're focused on the future of the run and not where you're currently at um but yeah for me it's a lot of it's a lot like sweaty hands um nervousness uh and stuff like that and especially like while you're you're live you know a lot of a lot of speedrunners uh do offline runs but like majority of the time speedrunners are live recording attempts and all that so it's all it's yeah. also that that kind of weight as well is to talk to chat sometimes you know you could talk to chat they kind of ease you know ease the tension and all that and you're just like making conversation while you're playing the game but sometimes like you do have to focus and that's like when it can get really stressful because like one wrong move or something like that the run could end you know um but i think chat does come in clutch sometimes and just like giving you know positive reinforcements and you know stuff like that so i think chat kind of breaks the little breaks the nerves a little bit sometimes they can go overboard uh but they do majority of the time they do come you know from the heart and help out the streamer and all that during a run so. yeah i think like my biggest nervous habit there are like parts of a run where i'm like not nervous and i don't really talk that much i'm just kind of like just kind of like doing like muscle memory stuff but when i get nervous sometimes i'll like start talking like a lot just because like i'm trying to think less about about like the game and like losing time so i'll mm -hmm. just like start just talking a bunch yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the same way. And not even just in speedruns in general. It's like when when it's just quiet and sometimes it's just this is just people, but when it's too quiet, you need to make noise, you know? So you need to talk or anything, so you just start rambling about anything. Yeah. So it's like so your mind you you get your mind off the game. You're still on like you know airplane mode or whatever, like focusing on the game, but you're just rambling off sentences, trying to just make conversation, make noise, or whatever. I do that. Yeah. I do that a lot in randomizers. <laughs> I will just, well, I will talk and just plan out my entire um, like what i'm gonna do what my plan is oh, i'm gonna go from here to check to here and then go here and so on and so forth yeah i, I think that's kind of like nerves is kind of where like the the tactical time loss speed run meme comes from because it's like if, if you don't lose time up to like a certain point you're gonna start getting nervous and then you'll like probably lose time from that point or you just like lose time early on so that like later on you're like less nervous like it's just hard for everything to go well especially in like a longer run yeah. um what what in because you said majora's mask is your favorite and it is my favorite as well what is your favorite mask in the game 
I know it's not a speed run, you know, type question. But you know, it, it, we're still talking about video games. So like, and this isn't yeah. just this isn't just the transformation mask or anything. It's like all the masks that you can get in Majora's Mask. Do you have like a do you have a favorite and a least favorite? I think this is like obviously speedrunner, that speedrunner talking, but like probably Goron. I mean, even beyond speedrunning, like Goron is just like really a, a fun transformation to use. It, it's it's kind of it's different than like anything like Zelda had really done up to that point, and just like all the transformations in general, like that was that was like really interesting. But Goron is definitely definitely my favorite. I don't know what my least favorite is. I don't. There's not like any like super like offensively bad masks. Like some of them just like do nothing. But I don't know if there's one that's like looks just like awful. Or, I, I don't know. There's not any that come to mind that like I just think suck. I think um my favorite would have to be Bunny Hood. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I just I just love how like how fast you can run uh with the Bunny Hood. I think it's just um like you know it helps you get you know places faster uh so on and so forth uh my least favorite i'm trying to think because like like you said there's a lot of masks that do a lot of things and then there's like some masks that just have like one or two uses um and it's like those ones like you don't really use that often you know like the great fairy mask you use that if you're either like um in speedrunning or casual you use that quite often because you're collecting yeah. the great fairies like that's that is a useful mask i would have to say the couple's mask is like the most useless one it's just one use and that's it and i think that's it's yeah. just you just talk to the mayor with the couple's mask and then you get a piece of heart and that's it if I guess like when it comes to usefulness, my least favorite is probably like circus leader's mask. Like actually does nothing <laughs> practically. It like, actually like it has it has one use, and that is only when it uh, is after aliens. When yeah, you, it's, when you're with Kremia. Though, like, you, you, have, you have to you have to do that to like even get the circus leader's mask in the yeah. first place. So yeah. it's practically useless. No, but did you know? Here's a, here's a fun fact as well. Did you know? The creators of Majora's Mask, because it, it was a it was a certain certain team, they only had one year to make Majora's Mask. Yeah, I when I learned that I was like, and this that's how like this is this game has so much detail, and like so much story plot and all that because it's three it's three days, and you have like like we were just saying we have you have masks that you need to do. A certain series of events to get and then you have to go back in time to use that mask for other series of event of events you know and to make this type of game in like a year a year's time that that to me is just nuts yeah i would say like it's it's mm is often criticized for it's like four dungeon count but I think that kind of played in its favor a bit because 
as compared to like OT, I feel like all of the areas are like just more interesting, more well designed, more like detailed. Like I, I, I think the smaller like main dungeon counter like helped just like the atmosphere and how MM was designed overall. I think so as well. Um, so did you did you speed run um MM in the English version at all? I've or done. I, I've finished a one hundred percent glitchless run a few years ago, and I did that on English. Okay. Um. I think that's probably. I mean, I've done. I've done rando, like competitive rando in English. I've done bingos on English. Okay. But so, I, I've mostly done runs on the Japanese version. So my question is, what is your favorite part on the English version, and what is your favorite? So it's just favorite and least. Like your favorite part on the English version, it could either be you know, a type of movement or, um, you know, it's anything like for, for an example, for me, it is in, uh, Great Bay. So my favorite thing in Great Bay is that you can actually climb the ledge to get up to the lab on English, but in, uh, Japanese, you actually have to, you know, do the dolphin jump to land on that ledge and you cannot grab it in Japanese. That, that's what like I'm talking about. Do you have like a you know favorite area in English, but it's different in Japanese or um my favorite English thing is a this is like kind of like controversial amongst mm runners, but my favorite English thing is the is the Zora swimming um so so the way the Zora swimming works when you initiate a swim. It's different on English and Japanese. When you initiate a swim on English and you like hold a direction, like let's say you're just facing forward and you start a swim, you hold left, you're gonna like go like straight left like immediately. But on on Japanese, you kind of like just gradually go left. It's not like just immediate. Okay. There was and a. I, I definitely I prefer how it works on English. There was another also, thing that I saw or that I learned uh, about the Zora swimming is that. You can't when you're when you are stationary. You cannot use the Zora's magic power. Yeah, I, that's what I was just about to say. That's also a benefit to the English Zora swimming. Yeah, because uh, as I said earlier, it's like I I ran it on um, emulator. So when I first started, it was English, and in Pirates Fortress, in one of the like the tanks, there's like some uh, fish and all that. I forgot what they're they're called. But when you hookshot to the roof, you fall in, you turn as you transform into Zora, they all try to swarm you and you can just hold the um the button down and you'd have your electric field uh pop out. Apparently, you can't do that in the Japanese version. You have to be physically swimming in order to uh to activate that uh the magic power. Yeah, that I think the main area where like that has an impact is the is the Gyorg fight. Cause yeah. on Japanese you have to like swim into Gyorg like on a side, but on English you can kinda just like like surface and sink and just like sit in one spot and just kill Gyorg without really doing much. I think they also changed um the swimming I think they changed it the mechanic, the swimming the Zora swimming mechanic three times. 
So yeah. English version, Japanese, and then in the DS. And then MM3D. Yeah. Because MM3D's where swimming is just awful. <laughs> it's so bad because you have to use magic no matter what. It's like, yep. in order to swim fast, you are consuming magic. And I think that that is just so bad. And like, I, yeah. I also think that, by the way, Majora's Mask 3D is the only Majora's Mask game I actually, like, 100%, <laughs> by the way. Oh, really? <laughs> because I was only able to do it because of the gyro controls. And I could aim and shoot. I cannot aim and shoot on English or Japanese off of a GameCube controller. <laughs> like, if you and I went head-to-head uh, -head in, like, the the clock town archery you would beat me every single time like i am so bad at the archery games but i was able to beat it on uh, the 3ds so you know i'm i'm still taking that as a win yeah for sure uh but another thing is because a lot of a lot of people speedrun mm3ds as well um and I did not like how they changed the bosses a little bit, where they added the eyeball. Yeah, they, they, they definitely like streamlined the bosses a little, a little too much because that 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 was kind of like one of the, like one of the appealing things about the original game was, like you you could, there wasn't like infinite ways to kill the bosses, but like, there there were a fair few ways to like deal with most of the bosses. In the original game. Um. So, how long have you been speedrunning again? About about four and a half years. Um. During those uh four years, how has the the speedrunning community evolved over time? Like, what changes have you seen for like the game in terms of the game strategies and technology used? Um. Obviously, um, obviously the community has gotten bigger. I don't know if MM's community has like drastically gotten bigger. It's it like it has periods where it's like at a really high point, then at a low point. Like MM can have like low, like lows for months. But I would say that we've definitely, and just speed games in general, I've definitely tried to like help out newer players with like better, better resources, or just like obviously having helpful discords um and and like speed speedrun tech also has been evolving for mm and other games as well like back like back in like let, let, i guess let's take 100 percent for example back in 2018 um 100 did the entirety of the oceanside spider house but in 2019 um a, a few a few glitch hunters i think it was maybe it was just seedborn but 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 he he found a way to get both wallets from from the banker cuz technically you can get either wallet from the banker like it, like the wallets are the wallets are progressive it's like if you do the spider house first you'll get adults or if you do the banker first you'll get adults so yeah it it was found that like you could use a trick called Called a collection delay to um, delay setting the flag for the for the, uh, the 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 bank wallet, so you could just get both wallets from it. 
and that's that was like definitely one a really big discovery for 100 percent there's that, been some other stuff glitch, for it too is that the glitch that um is done in the no major glitches like in the like, yep. first cycle first cycle or so yep it is okay I I was yeah. not sure, so that's why I'm asking. But that is that is very interesting. Yeah, that ended up saving like two two and a half minutes. It was it was a pretty big discovery. And like, when it comes to MM's growth, like there like there are always people trying to like innovate their routes or find new strats. Like any percent NMG, for example. Um, there, there, there have been a lot of a lot of runners who have been very innovative, like like a like human protractor, or like like a the sausage, like like th those people have been very impactful for like just that category as a whole. And obviously, like the routers, like Giga or Nimbued, are also big big helps for just the game overall. Um. So where where do you what are your goals for your speedrunning career and what do you see like in the future of the speedrunning community? Um, I think my 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 I guess personally my current goals I definitely want to be a more well-rounded player in terms of like categories because I'm kind of like mostly known for glitchless like I. I started with glitched categories, but for like many years, I've mostly just been playing glitchless. Um, what, what was the second part of the question? Uh, how do you see the future of the the speedrunning community? Um, just like speedrunning as a whole, I think it's like just gonna keep growing. Like, I feel like in recent years, like the past three or four years, there have been a lot more like smaller, like obviously games done quick is like a big thing in like ESA, but there have been like a bunch of smaller like online uh, marathons that have happened, like smaller, like mid-sized ones. Like I've I've commentated a lot of those for, for a dope who's like done 100% on those. So yeah, I think speedrunning is just going to keep growing. I, I do think about sometimes though like how older games like this will be in like 10 15 years when it comes to their speedrunning popularity just because like at that time this game will be like pretty old so I do wonder like how many people will be playing this game in like 10 15 years but I think I think right now it's just gonna keep growing just as a whole speedrunning yeah I, I I agree as well and that's not just for you know Majora's Mask either that's like all the games you know you know some yeah, like, of the older older yeah. type games you know uh even like Ocarina of Time Mario you know all all these games they're just some yes yeah, some have like died down a little bit like over the years of me watching Richard Sage who is a Ocarina of Time defeat Ganon no SRM speedrunner his category that he plays in was, you know, was dying down a little bit. He, I think he said uh, a couple times that he only had, like, maybe three, four, including himself, like, three or four people running it at the, at the time. And now, you know, the year 2023, it, 
kind of just popped up you know it kind of blew up in popularity and now we have like i don't know how the exact number but i think we have like maybe 10 give or say or like uh i know we have like three or four uh runners back i know torge is back speedrunning it so but yeah it's just some games have their you know their down slope and all that and sometimes it just rent will randomly come popping back up so yeah especially smaller games like sometimes it just takes like one person coming back to like to like kind of create that spark for like motivation oh yeah i i agree as well um so you are currently doing 100% glitchless now after this do you plan on doing another category or a different type of game um it's been kind of hard like balancing speed earning with my new work life but may hopefully if i can like have a good mindset and practice for a regimen i'm gonna go back to 100 no major glitches which i was doing a bit prior i kind of stopped that though because when i started my job i had a hard time like keeping up with practice because compared to like 100% glitchless the no major glitches variant is like way higher maintenance to like stay in practice and and just like getting runs going even though it's a shorter category it's definitely a lot harder than glitchless yeah and like and plus that's like a that's a four hour run so it's like yeah. that's you know and that's that's not including if you're say two hours in and then all of a sudden the run dies and you restart and then you get an actual run that goes to either that is close to PB PBing our world record. That's like six hours right there. Out yeah, of the you're day. playing like six and a half, seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you prefer a speed running a longer category where you don't have where you can still save time even if you lose time in the beginning? Um, or would you rather stick to a shorter category where if you have a, a mistake or anything, you could still reset and still have another run going? Uh, the shorter categories definitely became more appealing to me when I like started to get busier, but like I think like at heart, I prefer the longer categories where there's just always room for like improvement and just like you get to see more of the game i usually prefer those yeah no i me personally i would stick with um i think it would be i say three to four hours so probably i would stick with like the longer categories um but some days you know switching it up isn't that bad either and like going to a uh either learning or going back to a shorter cat category isn't too bad but i i would i would go with the longer categories it would just take up more of my day you know and just make the days go by a little bit quicker and you have you know you know people hanging in chat talking having conversation you know and it just you're having fun and that's that's what the whole speedrunning and streaming thing all wraps around. It's just you having fun playing your favorite video game, you know? Yeah. Yeah, um, I'd say like 
my like my ideal speedrun length is like pretty much like glitch at seventy percent, like two and a half, a little over two hours. That's like perfect in my opinion. Um, where what do you think in like a couple of years' time? Do you think we're going to um find another like really big major glitch, or or no? Um, I think it's hard to say. A lot of like the biggest discoveries usually don't really have anything like that. Like come that like came before them, as in like ideas for them. Like I feel like a lot of them just kind of come out of the blue. Like uh, tricks, like uh, like like equip swap. We had like I wasn't around for this, but from what I understand, people had like no like ideas for that. Or, like, how it would be done. I think it just, like, happened on accident at some point. Like, I feel like a lot of the really big stuff is kind of just stumbled upon. But but who knows? Yeah. I think, like, I think something impactful, like, something we've had ideas for for, like, years is um, getting in. So, obviously, we have human in first cycle with, with uh, still reference manipulation, but... It is possible there's a world where we could do it we could do it without um with the use of some glitches if we were able to get any mask in the first cycle we we would be able to to send up human in the first cycle and pre pretty much our only lead on that is clipping into cafe's hideout on day or night three to get um the the Keaton mask. But but without explosives, we don't have enough way, like a good way to get enough speed at, as a as Deku to be able to do that. Now, so we do have the any percent, which does get rid of first cycle. Do you think the community could implement that in like their own category for like either uh one hundred percent or something like that? Because do what you get. Uh, Hookshot, Goron, and Fierce Deity, right? I think those are the, the three items that you get in, in the any percent. Do you yeah, think... Uh... Yeah, do you think with that, with that, that could be a own, its own 100% category? Or um... is that too, too powerful of a glitch? I'm not sure. I, I think I think MM is like I don't know that there's like really any demand for like a unrestricted like 100% category. Even the like the Hondo no pointer manip that allows like some SRM like no one's run that in like a while. I think there's just like not much interest for it. I think people mostly stick to the NMG categories or glitch lists. Okay. Well, um we're about to hit the one hour, so I have one final question. Um, what what advice would you give to someone who's interested in getting into speedrunning? Um, I would say, I would say just like, tr like tr tr don't like base your expectations off of like what top like what top players can do. Or even like what mid tier players can do, like you really have to go at your own pace. And I would also say like 
just use all the resources you have at your disposal like join discords find routes like like look at the majora's mask like directory on twitch um i, I would also say like like don't like have like a good mindset like try not to like slack on uh on practice or or like learning like try to have a good balance because then you're definitely gonna get get better faster that way now with, and obvi with obviously sorry uh as we discussed earlier like like watch people play just like that's just yeah. that's just always a good tip now with practice how with the same things coming into the, like the the advice like how how long should you practice for like a day um for like for like learning a route yeah um it kind of depends like how long the category is or how thorough thorough you you want to be but I, I would say definitely don't like just like read a route and just like do a run like at the very least like go in the practice codes and like at least like run through the route and develop like some semblance of muscle memory or just like know what you need to do you don't have to do like all of like the um like muscle memory building and consistency building in practice like that's kind of up to you but i would say definitely just like have a good idea of what you at least like want to do in runs and not go into runs and be like uh actually i, I don't know like what strat i want to do here like i don't know what i'm even supposed to be doing here all right well i think uh this has been a really good first episode uh i appreciate you coming on out uh and being a part of the show uh it, it's been fun you know hanging learning learning from your perspective of what being in being a speedrunner and how like you came up to speedrunning in your all your insight and everything as well um so i really do appreciate you coming in uh so do you have any more questions for me before we we wrap up um i guess or uh i i, I guess i'm a little curious i guess uh I'm guessing you're you're planning on trying to do this podcast like somewhat consistently or like however often you can like reach out to people and get responses because I yeah. definitely want to see more. Uh, depending on how uh many people respond, I'm hoping either you know twice a week or at the latest once a month. Uh, but yeah, that that is just like if depending on uh. How many people reach back out and so on and so forth but that is up to you the viewers um right now on twitch or later on on youtube that is up to you if you guys like this uh type of content and you guys want more uh podcasts you know this is a this is a speedrunners podcast first ever in the world probably clickbait but you know it's I'd, I've never seen a speedrunners podcast before, and I think it would be awesome to learn from 
other speedrunners and how they all started and their their backstory and so on and so forth so if you guys want more all i do is ask is you follow the youtube um which is you know explanation podcast in both of our uh chats and there is the youtube channel where this is going to be posted on um so but all I ask is to just spread this like wildfire. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of speedrunners out there. There's a lot and a lot of people who are pace pals. So, um, but is it is up to the viewers to share, like, and make this grow. So, yeah, I definitely think we need more speedrun content like this. It's more podcasting and stuff like that. So, um, we have now reached over the one hour. Do you have any more questions or anything you want to say? You can also, this is also giving you a time to plug in, um, your Twitch, YouTube or whatever as well. And I will also have his stuff in the description down below. Uh, so you can go follow him and watch some of his speed runs because he's pretty cracked at the game. If I do say so. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you want to come over and and uh, follow me, then yeah, I, I would uh, I would uh, do that. Um, I, I've I've definitely been like a little inconsistent at playing the game, but I, I I'm uh, currently learning 100% glitchless. Hopefully, gonna do runs of that on the weekend, maybe starting next weekend or so. But yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try to try to keep up playing the game. Well, you did say you have a job as well, so you know that yeah. that comes first. But if you ever go live and you guys have you know some time to spare, go go give uh Jess a follow on Twitch and go wish him some good luck. And I wish you good luck, sir, on your current speed runs and routing and practice and all that. Thank you, and, and right. also thanks for thanks for having me on. Oh yeah, this is this has been a lot of fun, and I like I said earlier, I do hope this uh pops off. So, I think, like you said, I think the speedrunning community needs something where they can they have a speedrunner's voice, you know, that they can actually like listen to and uh get conversation on where they came from and so on and so forth. So, I really think yeah. this is a good idea. So. Uh, but with that, I wish everyone, you know, a good day. And this is the Pace Pals podcast, and we are signing off. Peace, guys. Later.